All right. All right. Okay. We're going to cut that. Greetings from San Francisco on the final day of what has been, you know, an, a Homeric odyssey for Chapo Trap House. Homer Simpson-esque. <laughs> we, have, we have finished our tour. It is the day after Super Tuesday. We are going home after going four for four on all of the primary states Woo! in which we uh, toured and did shows in. Uh, if only we could have gone to more, you know, but I probably would have died. So we're all pretty close to that right yeah, now. Yeah, Matt and I are both prone. We're, we're right prone. Now. We're but, podcasting uh, from the vertical, from the horizontal position. We're honestly, I'm just very happy we all lived through this. Different points, we all got um, super coronavirus, <laughs> um, multiple cancers, um, and, and we made it though. We, we made did it. it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Um, so as I said, this is the uh, we're coming to you. This is the day after Super Tuesday. And, you know, uh, I don't know how you're feeling out there in podcast land, but I would say, you know, given everything that happened last night and the sort of tectonic shift in the race over the last 48, 72 hours with all of the cucks and losers dropping out and endorsing Joe Biden, uh, I think I think you should be uh, mature enough to admit that last night we we did take a punch. Yeah, we but got the name of the game is to get is to get we got pestered. We got pestered. The name of the game is to get hit and hit back. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I, I I simply must counsel you to avoid all doom and gloom. If if this hit is all it takes for you to just drop out yeah, and give up, then you're, be like, then you're a little bitch. I'm sorry. Honestly, yes. We don't need no bitches on our team. Yeah. yeah. We, it's we, a spread of 65 delegates. Now, and they haven't even finished allocating it. 1,215 delegates declared. 1,991 needed to win the nomination. It's basically a tie. It's such a small spread in a very early point. There are yeah. many, many, many delegates to acquire. Yeah. And you know, I think it's just like we've 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 taken you guys this far and through the early primary states in which we said like you know Bernie Sanders almost ran the table up until South Carolina that was a big win for Joe Biden and then everyone dropped out and endorsed him and it definitely helped him in Super Tuesday. I would really like to have been a fly on the wall at the meeting that Obama had with all the candidates on Little St. James <laughs> where they divvied up the cabinet positions for them all to- in exchange for their uh, endorsements. No, but I think we should just, I think you should be uh, steely-eyed and clear and, and redoubled in your resolve because, as Matt said, Biden has a, a not by any means insurmountable lead in delegates, and the states coming up are very winnable for Bernie Sanders. So mm-hmm. I just feel like... Clear eyes, full hearts, sharp knives. And I know, like, I, I just feel like... The, the the presidential race began last night. Absolutely. And, and, I, yeah. and, and it's, it's a two-man race rough. between Biden and Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And to echo something you said last night, Matt, uh, look, it's the two old white men. So just, we, can, we can forget about and throw out the window all of that maddening shit that consumes people online about identity politics and 
who deserves what? And, yeah. you know, why do we have to have old white men? Mm-hmm. These are our two options. And the question for everyone is, which one of them is good? Which grandpa do you want to go to spend Christmas with? <laughs> well, uh, the one, one who's still sharp and tells you funny stories and gives you a little uh, Werther's original? Mm-hmm. Or the one who shears spit all over the walls and accuses you of being a Japanese soldier? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think... Thinking of the way, like, now we go negative. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh. Yeah, and two-man race, but, that's when you could do it. Yeah, now that's a zero-sum game. But I think there's going to have to be a two-front thing because um, the Biden is crackers thing isn't going to work on his base, oh, who no. are themselves also crackers. Yes, exactly, yes. Um, I think we can actually peel away some of Biden's elder support, a significant amount, maybe, by talking about Social Security. So I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about how he's crazy because he is very crazy. But that's not an ace in the hole because a lot of yeah. old people are like, ah, you know what he means. Yeah. That's I how know I talk. what he means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's, there's his record on Social Security, which Bernie has already uh, deployed to some good effect in mm. Iowa and yes. New Hampshire. Uh, that so needs hard. to be redoubled down upon starting right now, like full, full nuclear Armageddon on his record on Social Security and other things. I would say the other thing is just um, he is unelectable. Yes, he will. He will lose to Donald Trump. There is not a single argument that you can make about Trump's corruption. A vote for Biden is a vote for Trump. You cannot make a single argument about about Trump's corruption or denigration of the office if your nominee is Joe Biden, because it will boomerang back around on him. And I'm sorry, Hunter getting that job for a Ukrainian gas company for like 50 grand a month that he didn't even show up to. It's an obviously on its face, corrupt, no show job. Biden is a fatally poisoned candidate. If you thought that Hillary Clinton email shit sunk her fucking campaign, what do you think the much more obvious and easy to understand corruption going on in the Biden family is going to do to him against Trump in a general election? This is also Biden is running against Trump is essentially the only way possible for the sitting president of the United States to campaign as an outsider against entrenched Washington interests. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he can, he can re he can replay the 2016 playbook to a T just do it the same thing over again. Now the thinking of the Biden people when he decided to run this time was damn, if it had been Biden instead of Hillary in 2016, Biden would have won. And that's true. But the thing is now, any kind of advantage he gets over not being as personally unpleasant and unliked as Hillary Clinton is totally invalidated by the incumbency advantage of mm-hmm. Trump. Here's here's another thing. Both the incumbency and, as you said, simultaneous outsider. Like, yeah. It's amazing. He He's has, fighting against the he swamp. Both. Here's yeah. the other thing, though. Like, If you want to make the contrast between Biden now and Hillary Clinton in 2016, yes, Hillary Clinton was uniquely unliked and untrusted as a major politician in this country. But going into both the primary and the general election, she did have a general genuine base of support of people who were like really dedicated to her her campaign and really excited to vote for her. Not enough people. She had her own Biden has just got over by basically people in the last 48 hours who are just like, yeah, I guess fine. Fine. I guess he's the guy. I guess he's the guy we have to vote for. Like he there's there's nothing there that he's going to bring to the table other than. You know, like like people who vote for Demo- the Democratic candidate as just kind of like a reflex. And that is a recipe for a disaster. We've seen what this produces. We've seen we've seen we've already seen what's going to happen with this. And he's going to run the same campaign Hillary Clinton did, but less competently, which yeah. is somehow terrifying to think about. But I, I'm sorry, 
He's senile. His he has also his brain is not all there. My God, if Hillary just collapsed on nine eleven, what the hell is Joe Biden gonna do? <laughs> oh my on, God. On, on outdoor summer hoops day. <laughs> twenty twenty outdoor summer hoops day. Well, it's um, just gonna start shooting out of his tear ducts like a sprinkler system. No, I mean uh I, Virgil, you you called into the FYM stream last night and I think you said it um exactly right. This was this is not like the victory we were all hoping for on Super yeah, Tuesday. Right. This was not plan A. If this it, wasn't this wasn't the one knockout punch where Sanders would accrue such a wide delegate lead over his nearest competitor that it would essentially put the nomination out of reach for everyone but himself. Right. Yeah. But that was now, what we were hoping for. And that's what also that's what that's what the polling was exactly. leading towards it in the past realistic. few weeks on the momentum of Bernie Sanders winning the first three yeah. early states. And the question after South Carolina, you know, where uh, Vice President Biden won by about 30 points was, OK, that this is coming three days before Super Tuesday. You know, is he going to get the momentum from that? Is that really going to matter? Or is it that in this, you know, media environment that that's not enough time, uh, enough people have voted early uh, or that the airwaves are just simply swamped with Bloomberg and Steyer ads that, you know, the, the normal rules of momentum are suspended and that you can't really get momentum from anything anymore mm-hmm. uh and we did get the answer to that question it's a mixture of one that momentum and two yeah the deal cutting yes good old and we don't love a good deal i would love to know what those deals are made all all, all those cucks are they, i mean they were offered something yeah. And- yeah well i mean with Buttigieg, it's very interesting because it's utterly unprecedented that someone could place in the top two in iowa new hampshire and then both states and then be out before super tuesday yeah and i said this on the fym stream last night i do think that part of it is, yeah, he ran out of money. Mm-hmm. And, of course, part of it is, rationally, he realized, oh, I'm about to get owned everywhere yeah. on Super Tuesday. He's probably, you know, pretty pissed about that. The fact that he got no love after doing unexpectedly well in Iowa and New Hampshire yeah. uh, back when everyone thought that the establishment support would coalesce around him. That being said, uh, I'm guessing state. Yeah, I think state or defense. Stay. And he you know, is a troop after and all. it makes sense for him because he has no political future outside of making a deal with one of the other Democrats because yeah. he he cannot win a single office in the state of Indiana. No. Yeah, and I have and, to I have to imagine that Pete Buttigieg looked at the polls going into Super Tuesday and thought, okay, this moment, you know, two days before Super Tuesday, is probably when I'm going to have the most leverage. Yes. ever. And after Super Tuesday, when I get owned, I'm going to look like an asshole. One. Yeah. Uh, and two. That me being in this race splits the everyone but Bernie vote to such a degree that I won't have anyone to cut a deal with yeah, if right. I stay in this race. And I yeah. also think Pete Buttigieg is uh, someone who is ideologically opposed to Bernie Sanders, to, to Bernie Sanders' beliefs, and to to you, the listener. Uh, here, here, yeah, yeah. And no. So he didn't want to be the guy who caused Bernie to win. Here, here, here's something to put into perspective. In 1996. Bernie Sanders voted to legalize gay marriage. Joe Biden voted against it. Pete Buttigieg just endorsed Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. That's what he believes. As yeah. Virgil said, he's opposed to you. He, they, 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 these people, uh, it is not an exaggeration to say they want you to die. Yeah, and you the- should keep that in mind when, like I said, and you better fucking redouble your fucking effort and find some fucking strength to keep this fight going. Because it it is a fight now. This is a war of attrition, and Virgil's also right. You can forget about the brokered convention, any right. of that. Yes, any of that, yeah. like the 
that strategizing about delegate. Now it is just purely about who gets the most delegates going yes, into the convention. Yes, it's a delegate race. Okay, so this is this is a totally different race now. And back to your original point, that was plan A, was it was going to be a knockout punch, kind of like in 2004 with John Kerry, yeah. that would uh, uh, put the nomination out of the reach of everyone but Bernie Sanders, and possibly a contested convention, because of course that's what everyone was freaking out about about two weeks ago. Now uh, it's 2008 all yep. over again. Yep. And yep. this is a it's a one v one heads up match, uh, no re, and it is, and it's uh, uh it's it's now uh, get ready for delegate math. Get ready woo, for all woo. the fucking delegate math fucking bullshit that uh I know Matt and I fucking sat through all through 2008. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Uh, now every state counts, and so now running up the score in every state counts. Yes. Now it's not about momentum. It's not about, you know, doing so well in certain states that you're going to get the fence sitters, yeah. you know, to, to come and join your campaign. Because as we know, Bernie Sanders is the insurgent candidate. He fucking won Nevada by a huge, huge margin. And shortly thereafter, Harry Reid endorsed uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's just like the, the, the upper echelons of the Democratic Party elite and the people who fund them, Obama and all the party grandees. I'm sure they sat everyone down and they've like they gave made the offers and like they figured out the game theory about how this really works and they like they did the Brendel fly teleporter thing and Joe Biden <laughs> stepped out and now he's he's the like he is like the all of their DNA all of their like their disgusting blob of flesh yeah. and organs has coalesced into Joe Biden and he is the consensus establishment candidate it is both disturbing and terrifying how quickly that mass of flesh and organs congealed together to win a lot of those states some delegates on super tuesday yes and you know like be like with club and Buttigieg and you know like like they're just dropping out and endorsing like it's it's he he's the guy now and you know it was looking like bernie sanders was going to get that knockout punch on super tuesday that didn't happen but here's what you have to keep in mind they they were always always going to train the full force of the Death Star on Bernie Sanders. Yep. It was going to happen sometime, and we saw it ha just happen. We just took the biggest punch, the biggest hit that they were capable of giving, and it did not knock us out. It is still virtually tied in this race. So please keep that in perspective. And also this. This is the thing that I've been thinking about the most. Uh, we saw the phenomenon of, in late 2019, early, 2000, early 2020, of... Biden's lead in the early states that voted early declining as people started paying attention to the race. And we know that people generally start paying attention to the race about two weeks before they vote, which means that the vast majority of people who haven't voted yet before now have not really thought about it, which yes. is terrifying but true. Uh, and I don't think that there's any reason to believe that the phenomenon of people paying attention to the race, seeing Joe Biden, hearing about his record, Yes. Uh, uh, and, and like really like confronting him as the possible candidate leads to his numbers going down. And I don't see any reason to believe it won't happen again because he's the same guy, it's you know, you, with the you. same record and the same presentation that caused that, that note that the collapse. It's really sad. Everything that the outcome by perseverating. Yeah. Everything that Bernie Sanders has already done and built in this campaign is designed perfectly to form a contrast with just Joe Biden, yeah. his entire career, the things he currently stands for, the things he currently pretends to stand for. It is, it is a perfect machine of juxtaposition 
between these two guys. And it is a contrast that resounds heavily in your favor. And you should be very confident about that going forward. And like I said, train all fire on the Joe Biden superstar destroyer. Depending on who you're talking to, either he will lose or he's going to take away your social security. Yeah. And you know, said he would. And he guess said what? It all the time. We love talking guess about what? it. I mean, Roger. like we, we already bodied uh, Booker, Beto, Buttigieg, Warren, Harris. Here's, here's the tricky part, though. None of Joe's followers are on Twitter. No. So no, I, yeah. sorry. The posting wars have been complete. It is a new front now. Yeah. We, we have opened a new front. That, that being said, still post Don't hard against Mama. Joe Biden. Don't talk to Mamma and Papa. <laughs> yeah. You can still post hard against Joe Biden. Post hard against the journalists who say anything nice about it. Also, yeah. uh, those are the people that are online. Those, the, those yes. are who you can, can train your fire on. But this is a completely different race now. And mm. it's, it's, it is a knockdown fight. It is a war of attrition to the convention for every single delegate in every single state. Yeah, post- something else that's important to realize now is now it's, now it's important for everyone to organize in all 50 states and all territories and in D.C. because it being a delegate contest now, it matters not just that Bernie Sanders win a state, but that he win a state by a big margin. Right. Mm-hmm. That means everything that you do in this zero-sum game of Bernie versus Joe Biden Every any any undecided voter or, or someone who is not going to vote, you can get to go to the polls and vote for Bernie Sanders. Uh, that contributes to wi- to increasing Bernie Sanders delegate margin against Joe Biden. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, we are headed back to New York today. The New York primary is in April and it's going to be huge. And we're going to take everything that we've we've all the skills that we've trained and learned on the road and going to apply it right in our own backyard, knowing my beloved home state as well as I do. I can tell you it is going to be very hard to beat Joe Biden in New York state because it is such a Democratic Party fucking horror show. They have got everything stitched up so good in that state. However, it is not undoable and we're going to do it and we're going to fucking we're going to hit it hard with all the shit that we've done on tour back in our home field advantage for Bernie Sanders in New York state. And there's a shitload of delegates there to be had. I will be buying a megaphone. <laughs> so that I can continue my uh, life's mission now to drive around and yell at people <laughs> in every in every state. In the Just one more before we go off. Uh, leave the Bernie versus Biden thing. I uh, saw this clip on Twitter today that I retweeted that I think is just so revealing in a few ways, and it's Joe Biden talking to CNN in 2016 about how Bernie Sanders accurately reflects the will of the Democratic base. Uh, and I'll, I'll put the clip in, but the other thing that's revealing about it is like listening to Joe Biden talk in 2016 versus talking now is night and day. And I think that those two things combined, that he accurately, in 2016, knew what the will of the party was, what the will of the voters were, what made Bernie Sanders such a good candidate uh, and is now actively campaigning against it, plus him being cogent four years ago and incogent now is really uh, it, it's really re- revealing. Uh, I, I mean, I'll play it for you guys. I don't know if you have any commentary on it, but I'll insert it in the episode. You know, if Bernie Sanders never said he was a Democratic Socialist, based on what he's saying, people wouldn't be calling him a Democratic Socialist. That's how he characterizes himself in sort of European terms, the Democratic Socialist parties in, in Europe. But, but why is she but, having trouble? Well, I, I think that 
that Bernie is speaking to a yearning that is deep and real, and he has credibility on it. And that is the absolute enormous concentration of wealth in a small group of people with the middle class now being able to be shown being left out. There used to be a basic bargain. If you contributed to the profitability of an enterprise, you got to share in the profit. That's been broken. Productivity's up. Wages are but stagnant. But Hillary's talking about that as well. Well, it's, but it's, it's, it's relatively new for Hillary to talk about that. Hillary's focus has been on other things up to now, and that's been Bernie's. Uh, no one questions Bernie's authenticity on those issues. And they question so, hers, you think? Well, I, I think they question everybody. Anyway, I'll let this play out. About I, I don't know. I thought long. that his, his ability to identify the thing that is that is happening here and then still four years later run against it much stupider yeah. is interesting. And uh, just, just to also, t- holy shit, that's from 2016. He declined very rapidly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll mention just to, to echo that clip is, is something uh, M- uh, Matt Carp said the other day, where it's just like the things that Bernie is campaigning on are not radical by any global standard. I know like that many of his supporters and listeners to the show, we have our, our, our radical dreams of a better. They're radical dudes. You to- like the leftist politics and world. We're beginning here, but what what he's offering is just the bare minimum of healthcare, labor, and environmental standards that like every other modern industrialized country in the world takes for granted. And if you are opposed to that, and by that I mean pretty much the entire Democratic Party, it is because you are right wing. You are reactionary in your politics. If you are against these very basic things like uh, raising taxes on the wealthy to pay for things like healthcare, infrastructure, uh, education. Well, I want to get away from that though, because like this is not an argument that like is going to be useful at the doors. Like, I just don't think that the people we're talking to is like you know those people are right wing because if they believe that that's all that's possible, they'll go for that just to beat Trump. So saying that this person is in this camp and this person in, is in that camp doesn't, I mean, it really only appeals to kind of political subculturalists okay. who are looking for a camp. I think the I, thing to do is to say Bernie is offering something that we deserve and that is possible. And I don't think the label really means that much to people at this point. I mean, after Trump, I mean, think about all the weird reasons that people voted for Donald Trump. Some of them for like, you know, they thought he was going to bring back manufacturing. Some of them. That lady who races. thought he, that lady who thought he was going to end the pit bull Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it continues. It can conti- every day. It every continues. day. So okay. it's I think the thing is to remember is that people are actually pr- pretty politically idiosyncratic. And these camps mean more to kind of, you know, media people, even outsider media people like us than they do to the average person. No, I think I think that's a good point, and I just just to, just to move on slightly to the other, what to me is probably like the most important and actually biggest story from last night. I've said this is a two man race now, but that's not technically true. It is a, there is a third person who is still in this race and who was still hanging around last night, and that is Elizabeth Warren. Make no mistake, Elizabeth Warren's choice to stay into this race. Through Super Tuesday, yep. cost Bernie probably four states last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, it is undeniable at this point that she is a purely wrecker 
candidate. It was has been obvious for, for a, a, a fucking piddling number of delegates. Yes, yeah, for she has twelve delegates. I think drop she out, like bitch. Eighty. Oh yeah. Well, she got tw- twelve delegates last night on Super Tuesday. She got a few more than that. Okay, more than twelve. All right, but uh, she only had like it's piddling. She only had like eight going into it. Is the okay. thing? Uh, no, it's not. It's it's nothing. It's, uh, it's she got third in her home state. It was frankly nothing. a humiliating loss. And oh yeah, she finished third in her home state of Massachusetts, but lost. If she had not been in the race, Bernie would have won Massachusetts, Minnesota, Maine. And probably one other state that I'm not Bob, Texas, Texas. Prob- She's yes, just the fuck Bernie candidate. No, and, as it, you and said yesterday, yes, and like it has been obvious for at least a month and probably longer than that that she has absolutely no path to the nomination. That nobody is voting for her. That she is never. She will not ever finish higher than third place. And the, this idea that if only uh, we personally or you were nicer to her and her supporters that, that you could have prevented this is absolute horseshit. If we had been angelic to her in our treatment and discussion of her as a politician and her character, she still would have done exactly what she did last night. And the idea that she is going to still stick in this race is so absurd and mind boggling that like it, it just, it could not be more fucking obvious what's going on here. And this idea that, Oh, uh, by we've we've made her into Hillary Clinton and we've alienated her supporters. Basically, what they're saying is we personally and Bernie Sanders supporters should have lied more about who Elizabeth Warren is and what her campaign represents, and that would have prevented her from stealing three or four states from Bernie Sanders last night. The idea that yeah, if 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 only if only we hadn't called her a snake or brought up the fact that she'd been lying about being Native American for most of her adult life, or voted for Reagan during the AIDS crisis, that it would have changed, it would have, it would have made her drop out and endorse Bernie. It's just everything we saw last night proves that, if anything, we were too nice to her. We, I think, collectively were all, uh, in, to some flavor or another, hostile to her even being in the race in the first place and thought she was bad because we all knew Bernie was the only option. Uh, but I honestly did think you don't want to be too hostile because presumably these voters are eventually going to be needed to be brought over to Bernie. Uh, so, I mean, I fucking held my tongue about her way more than I wanted to for that very reason. Well, uh, and you follow the, to some degree or another, the, the directive of the campaign, which yeah. did not go hard right. on Warren. Yeah. Every single person who cast a vote for Elizabeth Warren last night voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's it's the same logic that they've used a million times in every other fucking race, and it still applies. A multi-way race, you've got a progressive and a conservative option, and you pick some third one out of some weird, misguided, uh, personalized political vision. Guess what? You voted for the worst one. Or just because people are fucking airheads. Yeah. Like, dude, I think we cannot completely underestimate the airheads. The the, the Warren machine is definitely these, like, bloodless... PMC monsters who thinks politics is like an alumni mixer. But there's also just kind of like vacant dodo birds who <laughs> don't know what's going it's, on. It's, and we can get those. There's still a few of those. It's staff writers for TV shows called something like The Limit on Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm not sure when this episode is coming out. We're recording uh, Wednesday afternoon here and right now. Uh, we're just sort of waiting for it to come over on the transom yeah. that Elizabeth Warren has formally suspended her campaign. And what I've been seeing all day 
is a lot of these people who said, you know, I was with Warren for, you know, the past nine months, uh, but now I'm donating to Bernie and I'm proud to support Bernie Sanders. Uh, yep, good. Okay, better late than never, especially now that uh, we will need all hands on deck in order to defeat Joe Biden. But let's, let's also be clear, even if Elizabeth Warren does drop out, I would bet almost anything that she is not going to endorse Bernie Sanders. I it, doubt it. She's going to endorse Biden. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she would endorse. I think I will. I will go no endorsement. I think she'll probably do no endorsement. Yeah. yeah, which is functionally the same thing as endorsing. Same, thing. Yes. same thing as endorsing Biden. She's yeah. she's she's taking her orders. Oh yeah. yeah no. No. Doing. She did what she was told. And should they get Biden across the finish line as the nominee, who will then go on to lose to Donald Trump, she will go down in history as the person yeah, who is good maybe, for you, Lizzie. You were just following orders. Yeah. She will go down in history as a person who is maybe most individually responsible for stopping the popular hopes and dreams of not just an entire generation of people, but like an entire a country, a entire country and a million other countries that we have. <laughs> yeah. OK, okay. Uh, I have some breaking news in the middle of this broad as uh, the middle of this recording. Uh, T. Warren published a medium post. It's the perfect where place for all them to people. Write. We're going through some stuff. Go to express themselves by Roger Lau. Uh, let me read this part to you guys. What is his capacity in uh, the Warren? I don't know. Uh, Cobb's director. I think he's I the campaign manager, Roger Lau. Yeah. And he's on fucking medium. He's on medium. Yeah. That is cringe already. All right. So this is a this is a little bit. It's not very long. This is, this is just part of it. Last night, we fell well short of our viability goals and projections. Huh. And you are disappointed. And we are disappointed in the results. We're still waiting for more results to come in to get a better sense of the final delegate math. And we also all know the race has been extremely volatile in recent weeks and days, with frontrunners changing at a pretty rapid pace. <laughs> we are obviously disappointed. And Elizabeth is talking with our team to assess the path forward. Roger Lau, I believe, is the guy who keeps posting Baghdad Bob type shit about how great Warren's doing. Yeah, I'm sure. All of us have worked for Elizabeth long enough to know that she isn't a lifetime politician and doesn't think like one. She's going to take time right now to think through the right way to continue this fight. (laughs) There's a lot at stake for this country and the millions of people who are falling further and further behind. This decision is in her hands, and it's important that she has the time and space to consider what's coming next. Essentially, this is a call for self-care. This is a call for everyone to let Warren have some me time. She's at capacity right now. She's at capacity. She's out of spoons. And you need to give her some time to respoonify. You know what? Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren isn't a career politician. She doesn't have political instincts or, or know how to win elections. Or and I'm career. Also, I'm not a and I'm not a career campaign manager. My last job was at Blockbuster. Yeah, there's still some of them. <laughs> uh, you know, here's another thing to to bring up about Elizabeth Warren, like her sort of uh, origin story as a Democratic politician was her opposition to the Joe Biden bankruptcy bill, which is another uh, just atrocious thing that needs to be tied around Joe Biden's neck like a fucking anchor and then throw him overboard with it. Uh, She has spent like much of her political career as a Democrat or as a national figure writing, lobbying, fighting against all of the things that Joe Biden has helped do, particularly in the banking and financial sector. What she did last night will go down in history probably as maybe the most effective weapon Joe Biden has ever wielded against a popular left movement in this country. 
So, I mean, just just put that in perspective when you think about Elizabeth Warren and what she was willing to do and what she actually believes in. I'm looking at his Twitter right now, and it's so cringe. There's so many exclamation points. I'm so happy to be in Michigan tonight. He's just, like, retweeting her, and then his pinned tweet is apparently a little girl saying, I can see her, I can see her, outside of Elizabeth Warren's voting location. It's so cringe. His thing is... Campaign guy at Warren for president. I think it's a hedgehog. He, him, Statue of Liberty, and then text fight to 2477. Uh, this is, this man is a loser. This man is a born loser. He's a loser, folks. I cannot believe someone this fucking corny. Ugh. I can imagine one man more corny. Uh, and that is a, a Twitter celebrity, I guess, and Warren supporter Chuck Wendig. Wendig who had an amazing uh, thread, I believe, the day before Super Tuesday, where he said, imagine a war in presidency where she tucks you in at night and gives you chocolate milk and, and all, all the insane fantasy Ooh. bullshit we've talked about. Yeah. So now, though, it's Perverts. a day later, and he's feeling a little frazzled, as we all are, because, you know, it didn't go too well for him. And he says, Wednesday, the day you flumpty foo and you think boopity boop, and zippity zoom. But the truth is, Raza Frazza was a wooza. What I'm trying to say is, maybe your brain isn't working either, but that's okay because you're great. P.S. You need a firmware upgrade in the form of coffee. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, uh, though. He would, he would be soy facing the entire time. I know, I know, I mean, like, for her... You paid your last for, soy face today, <laughs> sir. Uh, for her, like, utterly delusional supporters, many of whom I think genuinely were thinking she was going to turn it around on Super Tuesday after people saw what a great debater she was or finally read about her fucking plans or whatever. But this idea that it didn't go as planned... I'm sorry for Elizabeth Warren and her people. It went exactly as planned. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to believe otherwise is to believe that they are as dumb as their supporters, and that's a terrifying I thought. think she's that dumb now. I mean, I, her, I don't know what's going on in her brain. I yeah. don't get her at all. I, I think don't. she is following orders, but I think there's a part of her that's so high in her own supply right now where she's like, I mean, after last night, I, I don't think so as much. There's got to be, she's, she's clearly taking a moment to take a bubble bath or whatever. Calgon, <laughs> um, take me away. I think for a while there she was just like, we could still do it. And... uh she was following orders, but I think there's this weird idea. I mean, you saw this happen, right? You saw, like, you saw her, and you're, you're going to see it with some other politicians, by the way. You saw someone start out with, um, let's say, uh, good intentions, and they have an idea, and they have a or thing. So, some of the right ideas, and they have yeah. a, And they have, a, they have a program that they want to see instated because they believe that this is the thing that's going to make things better. And very, very slowly... They themselves become the program, right? Yes, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's like a it's like a classic uh, power corrupts kind of thing. Except she's not even in power. Pathetic. It's it's like the possibility of power corrupting. Yeah, and think about someone like Bernie, who's been doing the same thing forever and failing and having no reward, and like that's kind of like this slow, steady build of a political career of someone who's just like. Chugging along, stays stays the course. That's the only thing you can trust. Uh, uh, an up and comer with a lot of hot new ideas. Watch them; they'll lose their fucking mind. Youth is not an advantage, by the way. Uh, they are very malleable and have no experience. Like, well, well also, if you 
Look at the voter turnouts <laughs> like from last night. Uh, youth is also not an advantage there either. So. Right. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, it's just like you kind of saw it happening to her. And I'm like, just wait. She's going to be evil by the end of this. And there we have it. Because she just kind of believes her own bullshit. She's high on her own supply. Matt, Wednesday. Going to be a hard day as a lot of them are. So remember, we're all towering nomadic sacks of mites, yeast, and a couple tardigrades and other sundry microbiota. Inside and out, stem to stern. So go have a cookie and a tasty beverage. Your tiny friends demand sustenance. Uh, 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 illegal, illegal to tweet these. It should be illegal. I believe in the First Amendment, or at least I thought I did, but these tweets should not be legal. No. It's like just like no. dumping asbestos in the middle of a fucking playground. <laughs> uh, just well, she she did her job on behalf of all the people she claims to oppose. Yeah. So Oops. make make of that, that oh, what you darn. will. Oh, make of that what you will. But uh, let's go into the other uh, big story to come out of yesterday, and that is the hilarious flame out of Mike Bloomberg. God damn! I mean, for a while there, I was really scared about it because it was you? it was a terrifying idea. Yes, Amber was right. Yet again. <laughs> and it was sort of a terrifying idea to me because, in my opinion, a Bloomberg nomination would be like the ultimate black pill universe. That would be like really apocalyptic to think about. Like, of just there's really no going back. There's no hope for anything. It's just like pure, like techno accelerationist fascism, like, is just like the only. However, he. Wait, can I, can I just read this thing yeah. one time, real quick? The bid cost Mr. Bloomberg more than a half a billion dollars in advertising alone. He also spent lavishly on robust on-the-ground operations with more than 200 field offices across the country and thousands of paid staff. His operation dwarfed those Democratic rivals who ultimately won stage in which he installed many dozens of employees and spent heavily on radio, television, and direct mail ads. He might have actually bought American Samoa. I mean, the island. Yeah. 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 And he still couldn't do anything. I pointed this out to Matt um, when we were talking about the uh, American (laughs) Samoa caucus uh, gaming that out, which I correctly predicted that Michael Bloomberg would win. Uh, And Matt suggested that he could buy everyone in American Samoa or at least every caucus goer a Nintendo Switch and buy it in that way. Easily. Uh, And what I realized is uh, Michael Bloomberg could purchase every man, woman, and child in the country a Nintendo Switch and Damn. still have more than half of his wealth. Fuck. And I'm kind of mad that he doesn't do that because I yeah, think everyone should have a Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yeah, I like the Switch. I would like one. It's great. Zelda, Breath of the Wild, the Pokemon it. games. Just wander it's great. Through, through the landscape. No, Trump, once again, with the only good post of the night because he is president so due good. to being the greatest poster to ever live. As it should be. The biggest loser tonight by far is Mini Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> His political consultants took him for a ride. $700 million washed down the drain, and he got nothing for it but the nickname Mini Mike. (laughs) And the complete destruction of his reputation. Way to go, Mike. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Oh, it's so good. Followed to hell by that tweet, I would hope. That's the last thing he thinks. He did get taken for a ride because his man, I haven't found him pointing out, Trump made money on his campaign. Yes. He didn't buy the presidency. He didn't spend a fucking dime. Um, This dumbass dropped all the money. But, of course, the real perverse thing is that he didn't even touch the principle of his fucking wealth. No. Yeah. That that is just another revenue stream. Trump is famously a tightwad. Yeah. 
And no, like no, like the money he he wasted on this presidential campaign is like astronomical and unprecedented in political history. But it's like just the interest his money makes on a monthly basis. Like yeah. it, it hasn't affected him at all. No, nope. this is like sneezing into a Kleenex and throwing it in the toilet for him. Like, yep. it's that is about a little over one percent of his net worth. Imagine, just imagine, just the megalomania of that asshole thinking he could do this and just show up as like, because we said the, probably the most singularly unappealing person imaginable. He has a beak, as and, I and 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 like his his visceral hatred and contempt for <laughs> average people. <laughs> And just get out there and be like, I know what's best for you. Look at my TV ads. And here's the weird thing. Bloomberg and like Steyer too were like on every fucking TV station for like months. Every single ad you saw on like the evening news or, the, or, your, or your programs, you saw Mike. And people were like, you know, we were questioning like, is this the future? Can you just do this? Can you just like buy enough TV ads to just get in like, you know, uh, low information voters brains that they're just like, oh, I saw that's the guy I saw on TV. And that really, that didn't work. But here's the thing, equally terrifying, Biden just like ran up the score in states like Virginia and North Carolina where he spent no money and had no organization whatsoever. Well, one of the things that happened in those two states particularly is a big boosted turnout in the wealthy suburbs by people who didn't need an organization, didn't need canvassers to know Oh no, I don't want Bernie. And uh when and they took the notice of the consolidation around Biden that yeah. he was the one to go with. And it just shows you like what the the party is a real thing. And yes. they, they protect their interests. And, and that it does have a base. I mean people talk yeah. about how like the Democratic Party doesn't really have a base. It doesn't really in terms of one that could win an election, but it has certain segments of, of, of the pop of the population who are reliable Democrats and see themselves that way. Mm-hmm. And they are through uh, either patronage networks or due to their particular class position, much more sympathetic to the Biden wing of the party. And, you know, but here's the thing, though. Like, I've seen a lot of people being like, this is really proving, like, that, like, you know, campaigns are the big loser because, like, this is proving that, like, you know, ground game and field organizing, like, it doesn't really matter. And, you know, like, if you're Biden, that's true because you have the entire media and the entire Democratic Party. But if the Bernie Sanders campaign... You wouldn't be neck and neck with Biden exactly. unless you had the right. actual yeah. fucking army of like people knocking on door. That's what we have. Yes, we don't have the entire media and the entire Democratic Party. What we have is the people, you guys out there making phone calls and knocking on doors and sending money, texting, just doing the work in the field offices, you know, on the internet, whatever. That's what we have. So, like, don't don't let them trick you into thinking that that doesn't matter or it's ineffective. Yeah. Because we're going toe to toe now with what they have, and like I said, it's what they have is enough to like get a guy who's has Alzheimer's publicly and doesn't stand for anything or offer anyone anything no. other than just like a vague feeling of like. We're going to go back to the way things used to be, uh, or I'm going to restore honor and dignity to the White House. Well, we've seen it. I mean, like that's that's not nothing, and <laughs> that works. But so does what we're, what we're doing. It absolutely works, and it it can it can and will beat these assholes. They you fucking crushed crushed it in the biggest state in the country. And this yeah, one, do actually one currently California. And you know, if it wasn't for California last night, it really would have been totally grim. And credit must be paid to the Bernie Sanders organization here in California and everyone who volunteered and 
you know, worked for Sanders in this state because you guys really came through in a big way last night. Absolutely. We're very proud of you, and we're going to go die now. Yeah, we're going to all go back. We're going to go to Avalon, <laughs> and we're going to rest until uh, we're needed again for the battles to come. We're going to crawl in our pods yeah. filled with nutritional liquid. <laughs> yes. Go into a deep uh, REM cycle yep. for a few weeks and emerge fresh and dewy. Yep. Oh, we're going to be so dewy, guys. Oh, so dewy. Oh, they're not going to be able to handle how dewy we are. <laughs> uh, I, I would just to add to the uh, the organization out here in um, in California, one thing that I heard last night when we were at the East Bay DSA watch party, uh, which had hundreds of people at it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was packed to the gills. There was like seven, 800 people probably there. Uh, there, were, there were a lot of people. Uh, I'm terrible at... at Estimating numbers somewhere between two and two thousand people. Right? <laughs> um, but one of the things that I heard from longtime DSA East Bay organizers was, I don't know who any of these people are, which I took as a good sign that hundreds of strange people who are strange to the movement would come to a democratic socialist party joyfully to celebrate their big win in California. It's like. It's just more sign that the, the thing is growing. It's not. It's not shrinking. And I, I, I found that very heartening. I guess just to um, we uh, grow by Bernie. I guess just to bring things uh like full circle here. It's just like we we've laid out for you. Like this is the race now, and now like you know this is not any time to cower or be like you know psyched out by the media or what you're being told about you know oh this is devastating or whatever. Buck up! Don't be a baby. Fucking take a punch and and give one back. But yeah. no wild-eyed triumphalism either. No one likes that guy. Yeah. No. Well, just know that it's all it's we, all in the in play. We know? know that if we do everything right, we have a pretty big shot at it. Yep. And that has to be enough. So well, we it's, yeah, it's always all we ever have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't regret at all if we were telling people that we were going to do it on Super Tuesday because that's what people need to, you know, you need to have that belief. And I believed it because oh, I, I believed believe it. it. I wasn't fucking because I did believe it was 2004. You know, I felt like it was with an incumbent in there. The, 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 the herd uh, reaction was real, mm-hmm. uh, which is partially true. I guess I just didn't think that given how, how incompetent the Democrats had been up until literally three days before the yes. fucking Super yeah. Tuesday yeah. had been a consolidating. I mean, I didn't predict them to, at the very last moment, figure out yeah. how to fucking do it. Well, I mean, we know better now. I would love to know the. I can't wait to find out the behind. And the here's the good story news. That one yeah. Also, here's the good news. Now we know. Yeah. Biden is the weakest possible guy Absolutely. they could have fucking coalesced around. He's the weakest fucking candidate they could have done this Absolutely. for. Absolutely no. It's like he is so fragile. I mean, not just physically, but. When he is on screen, it's mentally weak. When he is on screen, when people are forced to actually sit and ponder Joe Biden, <laughs> their estimation of him Consider goes down. The and Biden, we, and we yes, and we have the fucking data on this. We've seen it. You know, early states that pay, start paying attention, boom, numbers fall down. All these later states haven't started paying attention, and now they're going to get a chance. They're going to get a chance to see ads, watch debates, and see clips of him talking about how Social Security uh, should be cut. Got walking around DC eating a hot dog with a T-shirt that says "Ask me about eliminating Medicare." 
and that worked. We know it had an effect uh, with with one group of of uh, of more um, high information because they were earlier in the calendar voters. And I don't think there's any reason to believe that that phenomenon will not continue to happen, especially since it's one on one now, and that yeah. means Bernie can actually go more negative. Yeah. And also, he, the uh, the haze of Bloomberg and Steyer ads have been lifted. Right. So like, we're all some air time. yeah, we're all like kind of coming down right now. Yeah. And we're like things are back in focus. Our eyes have have started to stop shaking back and forth. Yeah. No. And yeah, like I said, just to reiterate what Virgil said, it's a zero sum game and you go, it's time to go full negative on Joe Biden. Mm. And you know, uh, in Bernie Sanders speech last night in Essex Junction, uh, he gave the preview of that. They're going to hit him on his Iraq war vote. They're going to hit him on the bankruptcy bill. And yeah, they're going to hit him on Medicare and social security cuts. And those traditionally have been things that have been incredibly dangerous and damaging to uh, anyone who who gets associated with with those positions. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I mean, remember, you know that that's how Trump won the nomination. Yes, in, he was the Democrat. The he was the Republican who he was the Republican who wouldn't do it. He was the Republican who said, "I'm not going to do that shit. I'm not doing austerity shit." Uh, and yeah, candidates have been sunk for much less than that. You yeah. know, traditionally, I mean, they do call it the third rail politics for a reason. I mean, we that's... just make, need to make sure we get to people because, like Will said, these are not people that are on Twitter. Yes. Now, this is the the, the 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 posting. If posting wars must continue, I'm sorry, they must move to Facebook. Yeah. As horrifying yeah. as the prospect yeah. of going on Facebook yeah. might be to you, that's where the Biden voters are. Yeah. yeah. And that's where they must be dealt with. Yeah, talk to me, Mom, Papa. Got to talk to yeah. your, your folks. And I mean, I guess just the last thing I want to say about this uh, to you, listener, or like, you know, any of your friends and family is it is going to be very hard for a lot of people to resist the, the ideological discipline of being sort of morally blackmailed into being like, well, you're the reason Trump's going to get another term. You're the reason those kids are in cages. This is why you have to support Biden. This He's electable, blah, blah, blah. We have to fight, you know, fascism, which I'll say like, yes, like the, the world, like Trump is scary, but we have already lived through two terms of George W. Bush. And I'm sorry, we were talking about this last night. People have fucking amnesia. Yeah. This is not as bad. George W. It's B- not. The George W. Bush administration was catastrophically and light years more disastrous and evil to this country and the world than Trump has been so far. Obviously, the idea of like an unrestrained Congress and judiciary behind his back is frightening, but you have to be willing to fucking risk it. This country had two years of Ronald fucking Reagan, two terms, two terms of Ronald fucking Reagan two terms of George W. Bush and the war on terror and the war in Iraq. Thank you, Joe Biden. Um, so like, yeah, just don't be blackmailed by this. Just like, don't be, uh, don't allow yourself to be cowed by what is a, an, a instrument of ideological discipline to get you to not trust your instincts about what you want and who is best for this country. And, and that's, a vote for Biden is a vote for Trump. Absolutely. Just respond, just respond with that. Like, nope. He'll lose. He'll lose to Trump. And if that's the case, we told you in 2016, we told you again. Mm -hmm. We tried to give you every chance not to do this to yourself. But, I mean, I think we're basically seeing the Democrat. Honestly, I think the Democrats' real game here is 2024. I mean, they'd be happy to win the election now, but they just, they would rather 
lose absolutely than have bernie win absolutely and that, they would so like lose. these are the same people that are telling you it's your fault those kids are in cages yeah well guess what obama built those fucking cages and we tried to stop you from nominating hillary clinton last time it's your fucking fault so don't fucking don't don't fucking try to yeah. scold or blackmail me for you're the one that got him elected yeah you did it you did you did this that's you know, on you i'm yeah. thinking about this so the line among established Democrats is the reason they don't like Bernie is nothing to do with the fact that his policies threaten the uh, interests of their donor base and, and actual bosses, but because he can't win, and that's what they care about. If that were true, uh, if, if they really do think – I mean, obviously it's both of those things, but their public one is he can't win. If they really think he can't win, if they actually think he can't win, uh, in addition to thinking he's a threat to their party, then they would kind of just like let him get the nomination and then – lose and then that's it that's the end of the whole thing and you know you get to you, you, can, you don't have to talk about mcgovern anymore you can talk about bernie and like put the left on its back yeah. uh, foot for another 40 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i think that the fact that they're willing to do this that they've talked openly about uh take giving the nomination to somebody who didn't get the most delegates or votes uh at the convention uh splitting the party uh in at least the short term and guaranteeing a loss means that they don't even at the highest levels truly think he would lose yeah and more important than well, that they, they stop bernie why what are they trying to stop yeah and Wouldn't they just and, play long game let and, him lose exactly and, then... and like they could even help him lose they could do rat fucking and they could like sabotage him which they would if he got the nomination but clearly they don't think that they're good enough at that either to ensure that he would lose to make the to put the risk of him getting the nomination which really does show you just how fucking scared of him they are and how much uh and how much power he really could in a very short time be able to accrue and direct and like that power it just comes from like amber like what you said like that he is offering things that we all need and deserve mm-hmm. and he's saying like we can have this you you deserve this you deserve the safety and security of health insurance of an education of a roof over your head and sadly God. There's a good chunk of the Democratic Party who just basically is willing to say, I don't want we don't we don't want anything better. Mm-hmm. We, we, we either you don't deserve it or we don't even want it. It's not a party. We don't even want anything to change. We, we just want a Democrat in the White House. It's not a party. I, it's not a party. It's yeah. a machine of elites or whatever. But. It's also a very bad machine. Terrible machine. It's one of the worst. Functioning constantly. It's it's the Democratic Party might be. People talk about how the Republican Party is like this monstrous tuber of of, of like vile authoritarianism and racism and everything. And of course it is, but the reason that they're in power is because of the Democratic Party. Yes, yeah. they represent like so. Who is, who is at the least worst? Have party discipline. And, and, but they're also, as everybody keeps pointing out, keeps yelling about, they are a minority view. Yes. You know? And yeah. yet they run everything. And that's because they are running against Democrats. Yeah. Well, they have fucking party discipline. Remember all those never Trumpers? Remember yeah. how they shut the fuck up and yeah. got in line? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because they have a unified interest. They have a unified interest at the top. The Democrats don't. And then when those splits become more uh, severe... Uh, they just collapse because they uh, have no way of resolving the conflict. No, they are, they are a minority view that is allowed to control every lever of power in this country because the Democrats let them. Yeah. yeah. And the Democrats are not just, oh, they're just, uh, it's a combination of like, yeah, they're, they're too fucking weak and incompetent to beat them, but it's also that they're complicit in it. 
Of course. They're complicit in it. They are, they are, they are accomplices in the same goal that serves the same interests. I mean, at the, the base, Republicans are scum and the Democrats are dumb scum. I mean, and they're and they're even more corrupt and cynical scum because at least the, the Republicans for the most part, especially now with like the new generation of, you know, post Tea Party, uh post Trump true believers in Congress, a lot of them like really believe all that shit, you know? Yeah. Uh Democrats they're based, there's almost not there are a handful of elected Democrats who actually believe anything they say to their rube fucking supporters about wanting to uh, give them get health care or any fucking other thing. They're literally lying because their job is to provide a uh, a venting point uh, and, a, and a, a pseudo sen- a sense of pseudo control to people who just watch as. The, their lives get worse and worse at the direct uh, uh, results of government policy. Their job is to justify the existence of a party, which is job is to justify the existence of a party yeah. whose job is to, it's just a fucking circular yeah. logic. And, and that's end, why they their, need the Republicans. Their job is to carry yes. out the policies of, of, uh, of capital. Yes. And, the, and all of this is to disguise that imperative. Oh. And that's why the Democratic Party must be taken over or destroyed. And like even in the worst case scenario, they actually take it from uh, Bernie. There's guess what? You don't get to just black pill and go home then either, because then the job is to destroy the fucking Democrats. Yeah, and um, it'll be a party either way. Yeah, <laughs> you get to be Jokerified. That's what matters, and it's so fun. Just look at Liz; she's having a great time. She's having a great time. Well, maybe not right now. No, not right now. Like I'm very tired, but we're in the running. Yeah, and we got to keep running. Yep. And um, no no wild-eyed triumphalism, but also no gloom and doom, because shut the fuck up. That's for babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you might lose. Yeah. Be brave. I've lost over and over and over again, and I keep doing it. Like, sorry, that's just the history of the left. We lose more times than we win. Get that fucking boulder up the goddamn hill. But this is, again the biggest opportunity I've had in my lifetime and the window for success is wider and wider. I just, I can't believe how close we are. A tie after a tie, basically a tie in delegates after super Tuesday with uh, what more than half of the delegates still to be allocated. I believe well, more than half. Well, more than well, half. More. I mean, my Christ, I saw an analysis that said that if Bernie beats uh, uh, Biden collectively by three points in the rest of the States, he will win. He will go in and the, also keep in mind that the Mardo, states that this election that this primary are going to move to now are way way better for Bernie Sanders than like the deep South states that Biden racked up. Yeah, they're going to make him. Like we're talking about the Upper Midwest. Michigan is the next one. Yeah, I I expect Bernie to do strongly there, but like just mm-hmm. keep at it. I'll just I'll I'll just last thing I'll say is when I started, the real race is today, right now, and if you're a Sanders supporter or you're, you're feeling down in the dumps, or you feel like you've taken a hit, then this is the test. Can you take the fucking hit and keep fighting? Indeed. You know, we've been on the road for uh, about 68 weeks now. And <laughs> as this election tour uh, comes to a close, I just want to reflect on just far, far too many talented, diligent people that we've met on the campaign trail in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and all throughout California. Many people who have been at this have been organizing for months now. People who say, told us that 
they listened to something we said on this show and they just immediately packed up the car and they drove to Iowa to canvas in, you know, 15 degree weather. And in Iowa and New Hampshire and Nevada and in California, they did their jobs. They delivered. They're the reason why we are in this race, why it is a close race. If it hadn't been for everyone chipping in in their own way, doing what they can, even if that's not very much, if it weren't for that, we would not be here as close as those early states have been and as, as tough as Super Tuesday was. And right now, everyone's contribution is important everywhere they are. Wherever you're listening to this from, if it's in the continental United States, uh, Hawaii, Alaska, or one of our uh, wonderful, wonderful territories that we love so much. Shout out the Marianas Islands. <laughs> we love them, folks. Uh, know that the campaign is coming to your neighborhood and that it matters exponentially more. Exponentially more that you do something in your neighborhood that you, 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 even if you can just walk your block once or you can talk to a few of your neighbors or your family members uh, to just start snagging some votes for Bernie Sanders. And now that it is a, a week by week delegate fight, I want to just give you a little preview of what's coming up in six days. The campaign goes to, let me see if I got this at the top of the dome, Idaho, North Dakota, Washington, and Michigan four states that Bernie Sanders won in 2016 uh, as well as Mississippi and Missouri, two states that Bernie Sanders lost in 2016. And th- these are going to be important states. Everyone is going to look to see that Bernie Sanders can win in Michigan again. Uh, Missouri, Washington, two delegate rich states that you know could stand to be pretty close this time around. Uh, if you're there or you're near there, you know, pitch in. Even in a place like Mississippi, which no one expects Bernie Sanders to win, uh, at this point, it's not just about technically right. getting the most votes in a state right. so that mm-hmm. you can you know, paint that state whatever color that the networks use. Uh, it's about getting delegates. And if there's a difference between Bernie Sanders getting, say, uh, 25% in Mississippi and 35% in Mississippi, that difference means delegates. Yep. And every delegate that you take away from Joe Biden is a delegate that you give to Bernie Sanders. So no matter where you are, even if it's tough territory, uh, go out there and do something. That's my message. Let's do it. Also, Let's thank you. It. Let's get that yes, bread. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Please thank you to you. honestly every single person who performed with us on this tour, who canvassed with us on tour, everyone who came to see us at a live show on tour, everyone who simply just introduced themselves or said kind words about listening to the show and what it's meant to you. Uh, thank you to everyone who we didn't even meet who maybe doesn't even know about the show, who still went out and worked for Bernie Sanders. And thank you, uh, perhaps most of all, to... the to... people who gave us drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To the heroes who provided us with the, the medicine that we needed to continue to Daddy function. Needs, yes. Daddy needs his Thank numbers. you, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, thank you to the people who gave us drugs. Uh, all but of most our of, guests on the show. All of our amazing. guests on the show. You guys are all amazing. Adam Friedland, Truanon. I'm, I'm going to forget a lot of people. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Uh, Dave Anthony. Nick. Dave Anthony. Nick Diamonds. Uh, it's been an amazing, amazing tour. This was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but far and away the most rewarding. And that is due to what I, who I really like to thank all of my friends and coworkers and co-podcasters. Matt, Chris, Amber, Virgil, and Felix.
Love my pod. Love my love my love my bros and broettes. It's fine. You can say bro. Okay. I like a broette. Sounds fun though. Really? Yeah. It sounds like a pastry. Yeah, delicious. Uh, I, I need a broette for sure. <laughs> Family loves pod. Family loves pod. Uh, we will be, and as well, of course, thanks as always to Chris Wade, without whom. Uh, we would just be driving around in a van yelling out of megaphones. That would yeah. be it. And yeah. I, that is fun, but it's not quite as effective. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do it, though. Oh, yeah. No, I'm doing more. <laughs> expect more uh, megaphone-related hijinks in the near future. <laughs> I was saying to Matt that, you know, if we were lived in the pre-digital era, that would be our jobs. We would drive around in a flatbed truck, hollering out our opinions uh, to people on the street out of megaphones. Yes. And we would uh, subsidize our lifestyles by, by, you know, people hucking nickels into the bed of the truck. Uh, and, yeah, we would, we would still be rich podcast millionaires because, you know, we'd be really good at it. We'd yeah. be so good. We're so good at it. Yeah. There would be so many hand-wringing, uh, you know, editorials in the newspaper about, you know, oh, these, these uncouth, uh, uh, you know, dirt bags just driving around in a truck and screaming their opinions at us. Uh, this is harassment. <laughs> Thank you, Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, California, New York. I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.